Welcome to Think Like a Penguin, The Art of Flying. This is the podcast to help you think outside the box, live more confidently against the grain and become your more authentic self. Penguins don't traditionally fly, but what's to say they won't one day? Alrighty, welcome back guys to this episode. Today we're talking all about sport activity and how that plays an important role in your life. And I have a brilliant friend and amazing lacrosse player, Beck BC. What's even your bone curtains? Oh, I just know you're BC. So thanks for coming back. I know this is your first time doing a chat for a podcast, but you don't need to be nervous. It's just literally <laughs> two mates having a combo. Um, there's so many ways in which we can approach this conversation. I'm really excited about what comes up because you have played at high level. You have played an really important role for so many team members in being the life and soul of the team like a lot of parties you know someone will describe there's a person that lights up the room and makes it fun for me you've that's why I asked you to talk today you've absolutely made my lacrosse playing experience amazing you're so funny you're brilliant so can't wait to get into that we'll start as usual with our first five so there's so many ways in which people use activity and sport and I'll go between those two words exercise sport activity kind of encompassing the same thing but there's so many ways people use it in their life for me personally being on the other side of the world to my home country I use it for a sense of community and belonging it's so important that I get my social life through playing sport Mm -hmm. a really obvious reason why people use exercise in their life is for health and fitness and we'll be going into when that tips into being detrimental or when it actually becomes a negative addictive kind of quality obviously it's something that I've had experience with but we'll talk about that in greater detail I think exercise can be really important to give yourself time for yourself so often a busy parent going for a run Mm -hmm. or just wanting to get over a hangover and taking that time in the morning or just a chance to connect back to yourself away from from people so the opposite of community and then enjoyment is a huge one I struggle with why people do activity and sport when they don't enjoy it so we'll definitely speak on that and then it's a really amazing chance to grow and challenge oneself I've just started skateboarding which I've mentioned on uh, previous episodes and I do that um, now because I know how much I sent I get a sense of growth and kind of confront my fears so really really important I didn't realize that was why I would do it but now I'm in that phase I just recognize doing sport is a really important way to grow mm-hmm. and challenge oneself so let's dive straight in because once you get talking you won't be saying no um introduce yourself a little bit why do you think I've asked you to come and um, speak on this topic and give a little picture, a little timeline of your involvement with sport and how that's played in your life? Yeah, so I guess, I mean, where do I start? I've played lacrosse since I was, I think, nine years old. Can you so. describe lacrosse? Because there'll be a lot oh, of yeah. people who might think, is that something out of Harry Potter? Quidditch yeah. vibe. Like kind just, of like that. Or Mean Girls. I mean, a lot yeah, of people oh reference God, so it. Or, I think it's well in American Pie, but... Yeah. yeah, I mean, for people who know what hockey is, a lot of people say it's like hockey, but in the air. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting sport, and I encourage everyone, if you don't know what it is, to definitely Google it, because plugged. there's so many um, good videos out there. 
I mean, some of the best players in the world as well. If you watch people like Charlotte North from that, yep. a few highlights of there, and I feel like it'll be impossible for you to not want to play the sport. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one of the best sports in the world for sure. Can I ask different. why you, because you're super athletic and like just natural ability, what made lacrosse stand out for you as an option? Or it just kind of was always going to happen? Think, yeah, because I started so young, my brother, my mum and dad were already involved in the sport. Yep. Um, I just grew up with it and we were always around everyone at lacrosse. So Would I you have been disowned from the family if you're like, I want to do ultimate frisbee? Mm, <laughs> you wouldn't uh, have a chance. I don't know. Nah. And I guess like lacrosse, I was definitely better at than other sports like netball, tennis and things like that we tried yeah. while we were at school. Um, so I just stuck with it and started out in boys lacrosse on the 13s before yeah. I stayed, played girls. Is that because there wasn't um, a girls team available they just weren't enough female players at that age no they did but um, my brother coached under 13s boys so I was able to like join his team yeah um and we played you know with like guys like Matt Shields you know he's gone to America now but um playing with him he was only on 30s too but great player and you know when I was younger they're like some of the people I looked up to yeah and stuck around and then yeah transitioned into girls because you can't play boys until um after you're 13 yeah and then um and just for people that don't know that's because the game structure changes quite significantly it becomes mm-hmm. more about physicality for the boys game they wear helmets the what they can get away with in terms of contact yeah is a much more intense and we steer away from that and go more just into finesse and skill with that's our stick that. skills so yes yeah although i would have loved to play boys like yeah, men's. I could see you doing yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I'd run away. So You'd be like, fun. get back here. Yeah. I, I loved it when I was on the third age. So like, people wouldn't realise that I was a girl. And then they'd be like, oh, my God, she's a girl. Oh, you know? Because you like, wore yeah. helmet. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, bring it on. I don't think I would like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's how, like, I got into lacrosse. And, um, yeah, stuck with it ever since. I mean, I've been playing 20 years on and off, mm. taking a few breaks throughout. But... Yeah, played state, I think, the first time like in a president's team when I was, I think, 10 years old in the under-15 start. Oh, my gosh. Tournament. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I went across to so Melbourne. Yeah. And it was um awesome fun because it's like when you can't make the state side and they just take people from each yeah. state. And it's so good, you know, like some of the people that I played in that president's side with, we went on to trial for Australia together, um, yeah. you know, seven so years So would later. you have been one of the youngest ever to represent? WA in an under 15s I don't know so that no that's the president's side but like the year later would have been my first time which was 11 but I don't know I don't know what the youngest age was I think there's actually new age like probably statistics on that you might literally have a record there but yeah maybe I'm sure being very humble someone yeah someone else is up there um but yeah I mean look I guess Lacros- lacrosse was my life really like from a young age you know down there Saturdays and Sundays my brother played on Saturdays I played on Sundays we trained Tuesdays Thursdays um so that was pretty much my life for the first say 17 years of yeah. it and then I tried out for Australia when um for the under 19s 2011 campaign yeah so we started trials I think it was the under 15 tournament in Perth, which was the first time WA won. Yeah. Um, and we kind of had to like express interest if you wanted to go for the under 19s Aussie team. And yeah, it was good to like see who was going to be trialing at that time. It's, you know, you, you look at the best players, but you're kind of like, you know, a lot can change over a few year campaign. Yeah. Um, and who will make the team. And I guess at that time, I 
for people who know me from across, I wasn't very, um, <laughs> let's say I had a bit of an attitude as a teenager. Yeah, I never got to meet the younger version yeah. of you, but oh, you're lucky. I cannot <laughs> put two and two together. So mm. for context, I think you enjoyed a party, you like to kind of... Oh, I, probably, I wouldn't say it was even like the party side, it was just, I was just really... Just your own free spirit and you wouldn't take yeah, shit from anyone. Yeah, yeah. And I was just yeah. kind of like my way or the highway and yeah, I didn't take very well to like criticism or anything What like do you that. think, do you, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm linking this too strongly, but would you say that sport has had an, played a role in helping you to mellow and to oh, yeah. kind of respect a bit more and Without a doubt. in line? Yeah. yeah. And I think that Aussie campaign, like, you know, I'd gone through state um, state teams and that, and it's kind of like, you know, I was one of the better players, so it would be it would be a shock if I didn't make the team. Yep. But, like, the coaches at that stage probably had every right not to put me in the team because of my attitude. And did they ever threaten to say, look, Beck, if you don't pull it in, we're going to drop you? Or they, not not you that, that they that dropped sense. me, but they'd, like, you know, coaches had had stern talking, mm. stern words to me, but... Once again, I just, uh, I don't know, my attitude just sucked and I didn't really take on to it until, until Aussies when yeah. like, it was like, you know, if I didn't change my attitude and, you know, my coachability and things like that, I wouldn't make the team. I reckon that is a huge part of just maturity mm. and that would be a really fascinating conversation to have with some athletes, very talented athletes who are only in their teens because I know for a fact I was a bit of a odd fit annoyingly for team like coaches mm. because I, I had the ability and I had the passion but I just didn't gel I wasn't I didn't have attitude but I was just a bit unique I mean mm. everyone always knows you. I'm still yeah. a bit yeah I was gonna say <laughs> you were you, still you were oh, <laughs> yeah. <right>. Okay. <laughs> it's but, good um, yeah like just fitting in finding yeah. your voice within playing a game your role on the team like I've already mentioned that you're one of the funniest and you, you're an absolute glue like you just bring not just physical energy but actually connective team kind of spirit to <laughs> any game that we play and um yeah it, I think that comes with age and just getting mm. comfortable in your own skin and sport is a fantastic way to to trial it out almost like try and fit yourself into a position literally and um, work with others it's yeah oh, it's invaluable like I'm obviously the biggest advocate for activity and sport because mm. for me it's such an important part of of my life um and that's it I think like as well in in sports it's like it's not just about finding your role like on the field you know yes. like if you're an attacker if you're a midfielder like you know are you are you a feeder are you a cutter are you yeah. like a drop whatever it's it's also finding like what your role is in that team as mm -hmm. an individual like you know are you that glue are you like the ones who are trying to like lift the spirits motivating people or are you like the one you know who's kind of like noticing the little things in people checking in when yeah. something's changed or you know there's so many um I often find that fascinating when I look at selections I, f I follow cricket I really enjoy my cricket I'm like really that player or mm -hmm. why is that player being left out and even watching the t20 world cups just started I was like yeah wow okay Steve Smith's not on the team yeah. and yet I know he's more of a test player but you think Oh, he is an individual. He's quite unique. He's mm -hmm. got a very interesting personality. And maybe you just think, oh, the selectors need players that can gel. And we certainly had that. I think it was four or five years ago, we played state. Mm -hmm. Don't think you Can't played remember. that one. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, and on paper, we were absolutely not the team to win. Mm -hmm. Victoria had won six in a row and they were going for their seventh or something like that. But we just 
gelled so well as a team that it got us over the line and we managed to well pip it in the last few seconds by one goal up so it's a, it really makes a difference and I think that's really important if you are I mean I don't know who listens to these podcasts and I can't imagine it's an emerging athlete but if you're unsure of your role it doesn't have to be skill-based your mm-hmm. role can simply be the smile the the joy the the calm calming influence or we yeah. do a social netball on a Wednesday um I hope the players don't mind me saying we're a little bit shit we're absolutely <laughs> terrible to be honest but it's so much fun mm-hmm. and we actually play all right considering if you take our individual skill it's pretty low but as a team we just we're just brilliant yeah so we really bond together um so I you touched on something that I think is really important to highlight and that is lacrosse is your life or it was your life and it became your everything and you're mm-hmm. training twice a week and then you're playing or involved over the whole weekend and I think that's a really challenging issue for people when their sport then can't become their life or isn't their life anymore that's not their identity and I really want to talk with I've got a few friends who have represented at Olympic standard Mm -hmm. and they literally have been professional athletes because lacrosse unfortunately isn't professional in this country yeah but what was your I know you still play lacrosse, but you've had, and we'll touch on your injuries. What was the process mentally for maybe stepping away from the game when you had to deal with your injuries? Was it more that when you became injured, knowing that you wanted to get back to the sport and re-enter that world was um, a way to get through your injury process? So first of all, tell us your injuries that you got and then how did that play a role in, could you let go of the sport and focus on other things or was it a real incentive to make you want to get back to play? Yeah, so I guess like my first major injury was my ACL, I think my right knee, um, Mm -hmm. about eight years ago. Yeah, probably about that. Um, Just in a lacrosse game, went for a ground ball, missed the ground ball, tried to turn around, my knee stayed there and ruptured my ACL. Um, That was kind of around one of the times that, you had to put in your nominations for the senior women's Australian team if you mm. wanted to go for it. And nominations closed a week before. And I didn't put my name in because I was like, you know, I'm and ahhing about it and I'm the kind of person, if, if I'm going to do it, I have to commit 100%. Yeah. Um, and I think if, if you're at the start of it, I'm and ahhing, yeah. that's an indicator that you're not really fully yeah. invested before you even started. That's it. And it's two years of training minimum. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I did a, my ACL and I was kind of like, well, you know, there's the outside. You don't yeah. even have to um, contemplate it anymore. But, you know, I think that was the time where I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to play for Australia again. I'm never going to try to play for Australia again um, because it's just, you know, you have to give up so much of your life mm. to commit to that. Mm-hmm. And it's like kudos to every single um, athlete who doesn't get paid to represent their country or, yeah. you know, play at a high level and puts in so much commitment and is yeah. so selfless, especially to make a, you know, the risk is that you give up, say, three years of your life training, giving up everything, you know, like it limits when you can travel, like, you know, what what things you can celebrate, da 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 to get to the final cut and not make it, you know, like, and it's such a big, it's such a big commitment, especially at, at the stage in life that, you know, yeah. I'm at at the moment. But, but yeah, like that was kind of a changing point in lacrosse. I was like, you know, I've done my ACL. I'm going to just work at getting back to lacrosse, but I'm going to just, I'm going to change and I'm just going to enjoy it for, for what it is. 
Um, Was that quite an easy process for you to, because I, just hearing you then, I was quite triggered by the, the, and this is a whole other episode, but I have often self-sabotaged because it's easier to deal with the fact that I have stopped myself from getting to a certain point rather than having to admit that I just failed because I wasn't good enough. Yeah. Um, And so having to step away and and decide, no, I'm not going to do... Did did that play Um, on your mind? Were you like... It was definitely like, it kind of, I was like, Beck, you don't need to make like that decision now. You've done, like, who cares? You've done your ACL. It didn't didn't make it give you a sense of, of, not failure, but it wasn't hard to live with? To get, to know that you almost could be at that level, but then... No, I think it was almost like a... Freeing, maybe. It was almost, yeah, it was almost like a realisation that maybe, like, that's not what I wanted. I mean, like, when I made the under-19s campaign, I was like, God, you know, like, I can't wait to get through this. And we had the best team in the whole entire world. Like, we we are still, like, best friends. Yeah. Um, but, like, after that campaign was done, you know, I, I, I travelled a bit, you know, enjoyed my life, and then I was like, I can't wait to go for the next Aussies. Yep. But it just kind of, I don't know, things things changed in life, and I – so I didn't I didn't really put that on, like, that's what I want to achieve. Yeah. Like, that was my only goal in life. Or some people who play for – who still play for Australia, you know, their career's kind of on the side, and playing for Australia is their number one yep. goal. Um, while I kind of changed once I graduated and, and got my career, I was like, okay, well – my career is actually number one now and lacrosse would come second to yeah. that. So that's kind of like, it was almost like, yeah, it was, it was probably kind of like a relief that I was, yeah. I was a bit worried about how I was going to juggle yeah. all of these. Can you touch on another thing? I think potentially people that aren't athletes, but admire sporting personalities, they admire the skill and the greatness and the kind of superhuman ability to do something that we don't think we can do or we just simply can't do on mm. ourselves. But I actually admire more the um, commitment and the sacrifice. Yes. Like, yeah, super impressive that Kelly Slater can surf insane waves. Mm-hmm. But actually more impressive is how the bloody hell does he balance training like family life, social life, commitment. Um, I know athletes across all sports, like so many different sports, especially the non-professional ones. And I wish people were congratulated more for the just struggle, the daily struggle. Mm-hmm. The, you know, we all get a bit kind of blown away by the amazing example of a skill. And it's like, no, we should be just celebrating the fact that they get up and train yeah. every freaking day. Exactly. Um, when I... So my kind of journey in lacrosse, I was always on the fringes. I was on the in the um, Midlands squad. So mm-hmm. Midlands is a, kind of the middle half or the middle third of the UK. Um, and then I was in the Welsh squad, but I never got like a starting play. And I think it's because I assume that it would just be given that like a gift, like yeah. a spot. But I wasn't prepared to sacrifice driving to London. Like there was a girl in my school who she's represented England for over a decade and she would drive from Worcester to London mm-hmm. to train on a Wednesday night, stay the night and then drive back in the morning. That is a six hour round trip yeah. for a two hour training. Yeah. And she would do that every single week. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I, I just, I think people don't realize the extra commitment that yeah. is required. You're not, you just don't wake up and it's, 
No. You're, you're good. You're and good that's it. Go. Like, even as well, like every time, you know, the Olympics comes around and you, you watch those athletes, you yeah. know, they've, they've given their heart and soul into training for yeah. it. And, you know, things might not go as planned. And it's like, I almost get upset about it. But, like, it's heartbreaking yep. when you see them not achieve what they've set out to achieve, yep. you know, like, and they feel like they've failed. Yes. But it's like they have achieved so yep. much just to even get there. But that's it's like the problem with medals and places. And it's almost juxtaposition, the competitive component of sport like yeah this ties oh, in yeah. nicely with a topic I really wanted to talk to you about is that people often measure everything they do like mm-hmm. I'll jog along the river and I purely jog or go for a run because I love it mm-hmm. I've never owned oh no I sorry thanks sisters they bought me a garment <laughs> for my 30th birthday I've never used it yeah like I don't want, I don't care. I don't Mm. need to know if it takes me 37 minutes and last week it took me 39. I don't want to have to be constantly checking, you know, a stat. I just want to be immersed in nature and like singing happy songs in my head. And I've often wondered whether if people really consider why they measure things, if it's more detrimental than it is um, positive. And also what's the point? Like, what are you gaining Mm. from constantly tracking? I get it if you're an elite athlete and you have to hit targets, but it also takes the joy out of it. But it then also can act as a way to keep you motivated. Um, So it's got, it's got a benefit in both regards. Like it on one hand um, keeps you on track and keeps the motivation. You could tick off those little goals. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I think it, it becomes a bit toxic when it's not necessary if you're not Like, I'll often kind of think, why are you, even to the point, why are you running every day? Or why are you going to the gym every day? And I've asked this of people Mm -hmm. sometimes. Yes. In the gym. you've even asked me this. And they're like, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. And I'm like, well, why do it? Like, if you don't know why you're doing it in the first place, give yourself a day off. Or, like, do something other than running in a gym on a treadmill. Mm -hmm. Go and walk around the lake and see nature so I um I'd love to know your thought there's quite a lot in all of that I guess like I mean the timing your runs or checking your splits and stuff all the time I have a Garmin you know and I do check my splits do you yeah okay this is a great person I'm um great question I don't know like and I agree like it definitely like I know kind of what pace I want to be running at for different distances so like I'm Mm. kind of checking that I am tracking like where I should be um sometimes like I'm running too fast and do you ever look at it and you're like bloody hell I was running faster than I thought yeah yeah really yeah for sure or you're like Jesus I'm slow today yes (laughs) where you feel like you've pushed yourself yeah like sometimes I'm like god I'm struggling and then I look down I'm like oh I'm doing better than I thought I was you know like and like it's more just it's it's goals like I'm so competitive it's like you know I don't I don't really just set out for a run to like I guess it is to clear my mind, but while I'm running, like I'm, I'm still challenging myself. It's not just to go out and, you know, take my mind off things. It's more really? like, okay, I'm going to get out and I'm going to, yeah, right. I, I, know, just always... I wonder if competitiveness is an innate kind of trait, whether mm. you're born with it or not, because yesterday I played a first penance match, mm-hmm. worst result of my life. So I've never not won at least a game. Honestly, I lost six love, six love in singles. And I, I genuinely thought I would win. Like the skill wasn't that different. I just, at the, well, I just lost yeah. really badly, didn't I? <laughs> but my disappointment 
as well as being mildly embarrassed because I was expected to, you know, win for the for the club, was I was just like, oh, it's finished. I was really enjoying that. Like, I wish that I hadn't lost so quickly because then the game could have gone on for longer. There was not really yeah. any bother that I lost. I was like, meh, I still had fun playing. And there was a yes. game, and this was so embarrassing, a few years ago, let's say five years ago, mm-hmm. and we were still at um, Light Street and we lost to one room we didn't make the finals the first time we hadn't made the finals and I started crying and someone came out to me was like oh my god uh, so embarrassing like why are you crying I know who the someone was I won't name names mm-hmm. and I didn't admit to it but it was because I was like I just wanted so badly to play again I didn't yeah, actually yeah, care yeah. that I'd lost yeah I was just disappointed we that was the end of the it's, season yeah so I don't think I have a, enough competitiveness in me because yeah. I do everything for the joy for pure joy yeah mm. and I am I'm trying to learn that <laughs> but I really struggle but maybe like, I need to be more competitive maybe yeah maybe we can maybe, maybe I can give you some of mine and I can take some of yours yeah, yeah I don't know like even you know starting out new sports you know that's the reason I try new sports because it's like in lacrosse you know I'm so competitive because like I know I can be great if I really put my mind to it. Like, you know, yeah. I know what I'm capable of. Um, but I think in, that's in why I've sports, never done a marathon because I know I could, yeah. but I don't need to prove it. Like, I just know I can. Yeah. See, I'm like, I want to do a marathon. But why? Just so I can say that I've done a marathon. Oh, uh, okay. You know, like, I don't yeah. know. And like, <laughs> I, and I'm, I'm sure once I do a marathon, I'll be like, okay, well, now I've got to beat it. You know, like. Oh, I would, God. Yeah. That's stressful. <laughs> it's like, it, I don't know. It's just, I guess it's like always trying to be better yeah but but it gets it like I've been addicted to tracking things you know well you and me both have been addicted to exercise yeah um obviously for those that have listened to the podcast before I had an addiction to exercise so maybe that's my psychology kind of like protecting me Mm -hmm. maybe maybe I've mentally learned to not care and to not be competitive as a way to keep me from over-exercising. Like mm-hmm. I've almost downplayed the importance of the result as a safety mechanism because I would exercise to the point of collapse and obviously anorexic and, mm-hmm. and lost too much weight. And um, yeah, use exercise as a really negative detrimental way, which is probably why I'm a little triggered when I see all these people constantly tracking and I'm like, why are you doing that? Yeah. It doesn't serve you in a positive way, but it obviously does serve you. You've just explained that it actually acts as a way to feel good because you achieve little goals and mm. then you can set the next goal and you're constantly growing. And But it also goes the other way. Like, you know, if you don't, balance, if you don't get that, like, if you don't hit that goal, you know, you've failed. You know, like that's kind of yeah. like the mindset. This is but, why I don't keep scoring golf. Like I, I play golf almost weekly and I will play with strangers because I don't have any friends that play golf. Mm-hmm. So I've just started playing golf. Have so, you? Yeah. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. well, I'm going to hold you okay. to a round. Um, but I won't be keeping score, by the way. Oh, so I you can't try and beat me. I would. Um, what's it like? But I don't see any value because I'll always feel like I've underperformed. Yes. Whereas if I don't keep score, I can be like, oh my god, that drive off the fourth! Holy shit, that was good. And I just remember the good bits. And then it doesn't taint the experience. Or mm. if it's a really shit, you know, I've hit nine on a, on a hole. It's like, oh, well, I'll forget that because I haven't written it down or yes. made of track. Yeah. See, I would I would actually really struggle to not count in my head. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd still know. Like, also, you're really good at maths, whereas I'm not. So yeah. it's, it's much easier for me to forget the score. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but it is, like, about, you know, I, I set goals for myself in 
in almost everything that I do. Um, that like, and do I don't you feel always like if you didn't set a goal, somehow you wouldn't have the motivation? Is it is is the goal setting a source of motivation, or is it more of a source of just checking in that you are? Yeah, it's more of like achieving life. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely motivation, like, and it gives me something to like aim for because it's kind of like the question, like, why, like, why do I go to the gym every, every like five or six times a week? It's like because Crazy. I love it, and um, <laughs> it's like I'm always looking. I don't know. I always want. I want to get stronger. I want to get faster. Um, that's really why I go to the gym, yeah. and and it's nice to like Maybe. see those numbers. But I don't get as caught up now. On like you know, if I don't get a PB, I'm yeah, like, okay, well, I will. It'd be on. fascinating to have this conversation in, let's say, fifteen years' time, yes. when the body has become less strong, less. You know, I I feel I'm at that age. I'm thirty four, mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh my god, I think my peak is behind me, like a legit. Yes, yeah. I, I'm, I'm for the first time ever. I'm having to consider that I need to probably train a bit harder to keep up with my former self, or mm-hmm. to keep up with the kids on the team that could literally be my children because they're know. half my age. Yes, but um, yeah, that's that's the whole. Maybe that's a cop out why I don't measure as well because in reality I can't face the fact that I'm getting slower or I'm not as. I think I just don't yeah. care, to be honest. But I'm also, more interested like, in seeing I mean, the sunset. You hear people <laughs> who compare, like, PBs or whatever to them, like, three years ago or something. It's like, if you haven't hit it in three years, like, yeah. is it really – like, it might be a personal best in your life, but, like, why are you comparing yourself to three yeah. years ago when you were, like, at the peak or, you know, things change. So yeah. it's like, you know, why not – like, that? when I get to that – like, even after my injuries, you know, like, I, I, don't, I don't compare myself pre – most recent ACL rupture rupture um to now because I'm like you know even though most of the like some of those PBs I have actually um surpassed surpassed now but still it was kind of like well I just need to kind of gauge where I'm at you know what am I aiming for and then working towards that and not being not being disappointed that I'm not as strong as I was before I guess it's it's part of the process living in the moment as well like Mm. there's I, I mean, I don't necessarily know that that's the right way, but all the Buddhist monks and yes. wise philosophical peeps out there will say that we've only got the now. So there is no point looking back and there's no point being anxious of the future. Mm. You've literally got the now. And so do what you can with the body you've got, with the resources you've got and the time and energy that you've got. So, yeah, yeah maybe that's without realising it, that's my approach to sport now is I've only got this moment and I just want to have fun mm-hmm. um I know it's been an issue in the past though where I haven't really partaken in the training regimes or I've deliberately not done the training that's required because I'd rather go for a skate or something but yeah so far touch wood it's not but I guess that's like when you're at it, it depends you know if you do want to go to the next level yeah you know, when I've trained at a higher level it's like I don't want to do that but it's like you have to do it, yep. you know. You, well, you know, yeah. You're not forced to do it, but you have to. You have to be able to do it. You have to make yourself do it. You need to yep. be accountable for your actions. Otherwise, like in a team environment, you're letting your team down. Yes. You know, as well as yourself. And yep. I think that's the biggest thing in team sports is like, you know, you could you could secretly skip a weight session or a sprint yep. session or something, but it's like you're cheating yourself. But you know, you could impact your team. Yeah, I love that about team sports, the accountability, because it's so much easier, I believe, to let ourselves down Mm -hmm. or cheat yourself, like you just said. Yeah. 
Um, but I, yeah, often I will just do it for the team mm-hmm. because I want to be the best I can for them, which yeah. is which is why there's, it's so great that there's both team sport and individual sport because those that want to do it purely for themselves can go off and be a triathlete or mm-hmm. rock climber or whatever. But, yeah, and yeah. I think it's kind of like um, I find it easier with, you know, even if I'm just like running or something by myself, it's like if I if I let myself down by doing something, it's like I have to deal with my own consequences from my actions. Yeah. So it's like I feel like it's actually easier to deal with than – a team yeah. environment and yeah it keeps you accountable um I've struggled with that actually mm. now you mention it all the way through playing sports I played rugby probably at the highest level of mm. what you can do in a sport of all my sports I played that was in rugby and it really irked me like really angered me that half the team would get absolutely trolleyed um after a fixture um like literally from the whistle blown, there'd be beers being broken. Trolleyed, mm-hmm. for those that don't know my weird language, means drunk. Um, and then they'd arrive at pool recovery in the morning and some would stink about what this will still be drunk sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, guys, half of you are representing your country. This is yes. appalling. But then they'd get away with it. So it's like they're good enough that they could do that. I was like, take some pride for your team. Mm-hmm. Like it just that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. I think I was going to say that kind of does remind me of our trip in Singapore. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you still Luke, got up. Luke, you were the one who was absolutely <laughs> smashed drunk. Yeah, I know. I was loose. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I was wild. Oh, arrested. Wow. Wow. the hotel naked. Oh, no, God. I was not. I don't drink. Everybody, but, but, but um, yeah, it is. It is different. Like depending on what level, once again, you're playing at. But the same as like. But it goes to your first five that we spoke about as well. It's that why do you do it? Mm. Like. For, for someone that purely yes. turns up for community and connection. So I play a very casual cricket grade at the moment. I love it. And it's purely about community involvement and getting people that wouldn't necessarily run around to be active. And the focus is on um, joint um, participation. So everyone gets to go at everything and just have a go. I'm like, wow, I wish you'd like just train a little bit more or just <laughs> or just like just maybe do a warm-up lap around the oval first so you're not, like, going to pull it, like... It's the absolute opposite. I'm... I wouldn't say I'm competitive in that regard, but I'm annoyed that they're not pushing themselves harder and I have to keep saying it's community. It's just... It's the only reason. So I guess it's what your reason is. Yeah. But that's so interesting because recently I also took up Ultimate Frisbee and um, I play on Monday nights, just social. Yeah. And on the social Facebook page, they actually announced a new rule. So they can just change the rules whenever they want. And I was like, what? Crazy. Anyway, the new rule is that they don't think the women in on the teams are actually being able to participate enough. Like it's kind of becoming a men's game. Oh, yeah. You know? Because Is it mixed? It's mixed, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. four men on the field, three females on the Ooh, field. Oh, it's usually mixed. It's always usually more females. Oh. Just to balance out the dynamic yeah, like I've done mixed not touch and mixed females, netballs yeah know, like in the actual um, league yeah so they actually they changed it to say like if if a female passes to a female for a point yeah um they actually get, double get a points. point for every pass no not a pass oh, like, like into a, the, a goal the goal yeah. yeah um but it was interesting because like they're trying to encourage you know females to get more of a touch of the frisbee and things like that and I was like to me I was like god imagine if lacrosse wa just announced this new rule like mid-season like what the hell chaos like everyone must pass to the newest member of the team (laughs) or the 
the one that's come up from the divvy below or yeah. whatever. I was like, what? But I was like, it's, it's community and it's like so lovely that they're recognising yeah. things, you know, and trying to get people involved, you know, and I was like, good on them. You know? It's really tricky when people don't ask the question and I don't think it's asked enough is why are your team playing? Why, especially coaches, the coaches have to ask this or parents mm. because you get crazy parents on the sideline and you're like, Johnny, you're shit or like, and you're like guys why are the hot like the majority of these kids here let's let's assume that it's to learn a new skill it's to learn social skills and life skills and to get off their screens Mm -hmm. like they are not necessarily your child johnny might be here in your view to become the next greatest athlete of all time but we just i think people need to stop and go okay why Mm. why are we doing why am i making myself go to the gym every day why am I screaming at my child because they're useless? Maybe they're not sporty, you know? Yeah. Maybe they want to play with Barbies and they don't want to be, like, pummeled to the ground in touch rugby. Oh, that's not touch. <laughs> that's that's yeah. general. <laughs> rugby. But, you know, like, why do you, why do you force yourself to get up at five o'clock every morning to go out for a run or mm. whatever? Um, yeah, and, and especially for coaches, just consider... And ask, I would say, ask why your team... And we've done it a bit in lacrosse. Mm. Like, we didn't this year, but... And I think that was a missed opportunity because we kind of blended some new players and it was a bit of a rebuild year. But Mm -hmm. previous years, we've all met before the season and gone, what do we want out of this? Why are we all here? And Mm -hmm. what's our individual goals and desires and hopes for the team? And it verbalises and just, like, maps everyone's different viewpoints and then you take the majority and if 80% of people want to aim for a championship win great you'll aim for that Mm. whereas today oh sorry this year we didn't do that and I felt like half the people were there just for shits and gigs Mm. half the people were there because they're like family that's me included and I'm just like I just want to see my friends yeah and um, half the people were there maybe just to get over an injury and test out Mm. where their body's at and because we didn't have a, a sole focus or a understandable reason as to why we're doing what we're doing kind of we didn't go anywhere yeah but I guess like every year surely it's gonna be you want to win no no I wouldn't say really like for me if I'm hand on heart couldn't care less I, honestly I just but wanted I to like play every team, game though do you know what I mean like you need but to that's that your one goal yes agreed but I don't think we ask ourselves individually or as a team enough why are we here? What does sport represent for you in your life? Mm. And what's the end goal in this? And I think it's really yeah. important in team, but also individually. Like, I see so many miserable people at the very rare occasions I go into a gym, which I've been four times this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not a gym goer. I do I just love nature and running around outside. But I'm like, I just want to go up to them and go, like, sorry, why are you punishing yourself in this way? Like, why don't you do something else? Why don't you start outdoor swimming or juggling or, you know, yoga? Why are you doing this? But I think people just do it automatically. Oh, it. Yeah. But that's kind of like life. I, I think a lot of people go through life with their blinkers on and they just do it because that's what you do. Mm. Like, you have a gym membership because that's what you do. People have a gym membership. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. And I love from this conversation, if someone goes, oh my God, yeah, why do I do that? I hate it. I hate mm. doing bike bar. Why don't I go... Start rock climbing. Mm. You know, there's so many options. Um, And I think we, well, obviously we get marketed 
certain options that are a bit more they seem more normal mm-hmm. or, or generic but um I've often asked a few people not often but a couple of parents at skate parks I'm like why aren't you joining in like all these annoying children that get in the way and the toddlers like zooming around on their four-wheel scooters but the parents are just sat watching I'm like why aren't you why aren't you on a board do it with them yeah and it's like oh yeah why don't I like usually they just say I'm too old I'm like well I'm the same age as you yeah yeah I that's it I mean everyone does I'm trying to think like why why do I do but you it's very obviously because you're very good at it but you enjoy it like you get a genuine sense of enjoyment it's more the people that don't enjoy it I try you know other things as well like recently just come out and surf just this morning surfing (laughs) and now golf as well so like Oh my god, I'm so yeah. excited for golf. Oh, I can't god. believe you just started golf. Yeah. But um Yes, golf buddy. Yeah, that's it. But it, it like and I'm scared. Well, I have played nine holes, but um yeah. useless. Um but I do look forward to, you know, once again. Yeah. Like improving and like feeling like just enjoying it more. You know, yeah. like at the moment I find golf frustrating. Yeah. But I kind of like when when you do get a few hits right in a row, like the feeling you get, you're like, oh my God, you know, like I can do this. You've touched on something really important there is that you are trying something new, Mm -hmm. a difference. And I think there's a reason why there's a lot of unhappy people in gyms is because it's the same gym they've gone to for years Mm -hmm. and it is the same exercises. And not only is that contributing to their lack of joy but they're also not going to get results so in a former life I was a PT for Mm. over a decade and people are so committed and I do a boot camp on a Saturday morning and I was talking to Liz and we were like like it's fun but it's just lost it's like instead like I just don't really want to go I'm not inspired we haven't been in about two months just because life got busy but we Mm. haven't prioritized going and we realized it's because it's the same and we need like life is about growth if you're not growing if you're not changing if you're not experiencing new then you're stagnant so Mm -hmm. you're not you're not actually living you're just existing Mm -hmm. and I think it's it's really important to freshen up your exercise or sport experience to make it enjoyable and that will make the goal setting easier that will make the commitment easier that will make the community um, more enjoyable because you're going to meet new people yeah and I I think just yeah I hope I can encourage people to try something mm. so what if you've never done it before like I took Liz for a surf I did three lessons and each one I'm like when are you coming in like come in and mm. she's like no, no 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 and I know why she doesn't like to try anything new because she hates to not excel at something yeah um, as a whole other situation mm-hmm. but she finally four sessions she's like oh okay I've actually got no excuse I will just join you mm-hmm. she freaking loved it yes she knows what she's getting for Christmas now yeah <laughs> we're both gonna couple serve together but yeah I think mixing up because you've gone through F45 prior to that you were probably at a different gym yeah I remember you winning all gym. the awards at F45 because you were yeah. like live there yeah. super committed that's it tent in the <laughs> corner course. so what's your do you have a lifespan of when you kind of get a little bored or something or you want to freshen up or? Um, well, like I went to a gym prior to F, like before F45, I was just a normal gym, but you know, I just found myself kind of like, oh God, go get And how many years or months or? Um, so I was, we were living in Perth before. So I was probably at that gym for two years. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, and before then I was actually training in the afternoons. When I moved to F45, I started training in the yeah. morning. So, yeah, I just kind of got like it. I didn't look forward to going to the gym. Mm. Um, so I actually cancelled my gym membership and I had some time off before I started F45. We ended up moving down south and started F45 for about a year. Mm. And then we went traveling, didn't go to the gym, just hiking, everything, lovely. Um, and then came back and joined F45 again yep. when I returned. But it was just – it got to a point where I was just doing the same thing every day at F45. Um, yep. You know, not really being able to challenge myself anymore because, like, I mean, people have done F45. If you want to challenge yourself in weights, by the time you, like, set the weights up, you're moving to the next station. Yeah. So, and just, like, simple cardio. So I decided quit that and I started just running. Yep. And then got bored of running <laughs> and um, found out, felt I was getting, like, quite addicted to it. And then I started at like a strength and conditioning gym, which was like a nice balance between, so like going to CrossFit, which I've also tried, um, and F45. So it was like a slower pace, which was nice. Like the whole session is an hour, but first 15, 20 minutes is like heavier lifting. Um, and you kind of get more of like a social feel, like talking to the people you work out with, you build really, really good relationships with them. You know, that gym is very social. So we have social events every few months, um, it was just, it's a lovely place. I've been there now for about two, two years, maybe two and a half years. Yep. And um, yeah, like they supported me when I did my ACL. They, you know, decreased my membership because it is, you know, same prices, F45 and stuff. But, um, but yeah, they supported me through the rehab for there. And now it's like a new challenge now. Pretty yeah. much starting out again. So. I think you've hit on even just like hearing you share your story about changing it up is that sometimes not all the time people get in a bit of a rut in life Mm. and and you're a bit younger than me but um and I'm probably not the oldest in my new friendship group and my partner and, and and her friends and whatnot but sport can be a fantastic way just to make life a little bit more interesting yes. so if you've got a really established career mm-hmm. you're probably finding it quite easy because you've, you've learned the, tr- the trade tricks the trade and then you've got a family and they're kind of like in a nice cute routine and maybe you've been married for eight years and and like often people will disrupt or sabotage something because they're bored mm-hmm. in life but I think sport and activity is a fantastic way because I I've mentioned skateboarding mm-hmm. and I do that because it scares the shit out of me and it it's like a did adrenaline hit every time I do it but I, I I need that excitement I need that new I need that mm. fresh and I in the past and this is being quite personal but I've sabotaged relationships and mm-hmm. I've messed up some really important things in my life because I was bored and now I know through therapy, thank you, therapist, mm-hmm. um, to do it in a healthy way and use adventure and use sport and, you know, things That's, that aren't, you know, important. It doesn't matter if I let something go in that regard. It's not hurting anyone. Yeah. So, and then, like, even as well when I ask people, oh, you know, like, I'm going to try this out. Do you want to join me? And they're yeah. like, oh, no, like, find any excuse in the yes. book to say. And I'm like, who cares? Like, you know, no one's expecting you to be – yeah, I think we worry too whatever. much yeah. about like, what people think. I don't know, have that problem. That's the going to happen. Even if you like, just try it once. Yeah. Do you know what I mean like that's what that's what is so frustrating with like anyone I know, except my partner. Prime example. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, Pete. Um, like, if if tomorrow I said, hey, Pete, do you want to go rock climbing? He'll be like, oh, you know, my shoulder's a bit sore from yeah. five years ago, or like, oh, like I'm a bit tired. Like, you know, I like 
Well, if I just book it and I drag him along, he will have oh, a good time. Liz, yeah. bad example, <laughs> but, like, but that speaks to their insecurity around whether they'll be good enough, whether they'll fill out their comfort zone. Some people some hate people... being out of their comfort zone. We clearly yeah. love it. Yeah. We need it yeah. to thrive. I did the same with paddle tennis last week. I think it's called that. And you're in like a like cube, a glass cube. And it's like squash slash tennis. And you mostly just volley just down the road. Oh, cool. So, oh my gosh, we should do it. You'd yeah. love it. But um, yeah. I am really glad I gave it a go, but I'm like, meh, I prefer the just normal tennis for me, thanks. Mm. But now it's, that's a core memory and it was a little spice of excitement and yeah, something new. Something different. I think unless you embrace newness and change, it's hard to trust in how it's beneficial for, for you as a person. And then when you start doing it on a subconscious, probably you're not even aware of it level, you're like, oh, I feel a bit more alive or I feel a bit more excited or I feel I've got a spring in my step. Yeah. And now, well, I don't force myself or I don't have to think about trying to do new things. I just do it because mm-hmm. that, for me, is the joy of life, is trying new things. So I would love to recommend anyone listening to this to try something new. Like, why not go jump out of a plane and skydive or go ice skating or join me at the skate park yeah. and, or you and I on the golf course. But it's even something like so simple, like say you go for a walk every weekend with your partner or your mum or your dad or brother, sister, your friend. It's like change that location. You yeah. know, like why not go for a hike through the Do bush? people do that? What? Do the same location? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's a great, like, why? Yeah. It's also, like on my morning walks, like I walk the dog around the same block every day and do you? she just gets so bored at the same block well like if I take her a different route she's like oh different smells different like, yeah well yeah. that's important yeah. for her growth yeah like her like oh my god that's why I'm not a member of a golf course because the thought of doing the same course time and time again because if you're a member it costs a lot you would have you'd feel obligated to play there so, yeah I play at a different course every time it's mm. probably about 20 that I rotate between in oh. Perth because it's fun. Yeah, like, yeah I know. I'm, I'm impressed that you've gone to that many golf courses. <laughs> I do like my Good golf in secret. It's like my secret Yeah. Passion. Look um, at you go. Yeah. yeah. We've touched on loads today, and I'm sure we could chat mm. continually for, for ages. Is there anything more that you feel would be interesting to share about your experience overcoming injury? or? Um, and I think we've really we've hit on a lot, mm. and we're, we're coming up to the kind of hour mark, but... Yeah, anything that comes to mind, or are you happy to? Yeah, to I mean, wrap it up. I think I'm. I think we've touched on anything yep. and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, we normally finish a podcast, or I, I like to, with some advice on what not to do because I've realised I've listened to loads of podcasts over the years and and read loads of books on self help and development and things. Um, there's so many suggestions of what to do mm. constantly. Try this, do this, recommend this. Yeah. But very little things that are things to avoid or mm-hmm. just to never do this. And I, a, a standout one that's come from this conversation is never not do something just because you're worried you're not going to be able to. Like, yeah. never stop the experience because based on how good or bad you think you'll be at it. Mm. Um. I would also want to add, no, I never normally do two, but um, never always track your run for like yeah. time, distance, and other. Maybe look up from your what? Maybe leave your, you know what? Leave your Fitbit at home, your mm-hmm. Apple Garmin, whatever, and you might see the dolphins for the first time in the river, or you might see that someone else 
does the same route as you every day, that's if you're doing the same route every day, not yeah, what yeah, I do. Yeah. That might, person might become your future lover. You might like, you don't know, you yeah, might get to it. share a smile with someone. And yeah. So they're my two mm-hmm. to end on. Yeah. Never do, never deprive yourself of an experience mm-hmm. because you're worried about how you'll go or whether you'll look good or you can do it. Um, never always track. Just yeah. do it for doing it sake for fun. And if you actually don't enjoy it, if you, you're not tracking it and you realize you don't love it, well, just don't do it. Life's too short. Just yeah. give it up and do something else. I think coming from a tracker, <laughs> um, I mean, to as, that as well. It's, always track, like, guys, always. Yeah, no, don't always track, but tracking to me is like just like goal setting, I love it. But with that, if you are a tracker and, you know, you try Liv's advice about not tracking every run. Just one. No, yeah, no, I'm just, just saying one. just one. But it's yeah. like, it's also, if you do set these little tiny goals that I do with myself all the time and, and you do fail, like, don't be so hard on yourself. Yes. Like, I think, I, I said to Liv before, it's like, one thing, like, I would say in my mind, oh, when I was trying to get back into the gym, I'm going to go to the gym every single day this week. And then say I would get to Wednesday and I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm just not feeling it. So I'd go for a walk. But in my head, I'm like, I've failed myself. But it's oh like, you know, who cares? Yeah. Like, who cares that I but didn't actually, go to the gym? actually, we need to talk about this yeah. because that touches on a really important thing is be realistic with your goal setting. Yes. Because even though I'm not that competitive and the reasons I am active are different to probably the majority I do still set goals but I've just set a goal to drop in at Scarborough which is a 10 meter drop in Mm. the bowl and I was like I'm gonna do this in a year now it's a year has passed almost to the day yesterday was the year mark from when I said that obviously that's a ridiculous goal Mm -hmm. so stupid I was completely naive I'm not there Mm -hmm. but it's about saying to yourself okay is the goal realistic in the first place Mm -hmm. and if not well then don't beat yourself up yeah just pick a slightly more realistic goal Mm -hmm. like I used to do that all the time and I wouldn't make the England team well if you don't go to training like Alison Smith who did the six hour round trip and made that commitment is the goal of being picked likely Mm -hmm. or not so yes it's being realistic with your goals if you're not Ned Brockman and can run two marathons every day for 40 days straight from across to the country oh my god legend amazing like don't set that as your goal yeah like don't set a goal even if it's like even if even if like going to the gym every every day for me wasn't like wasn't unachievable you know so um but it's kind of like even, even if I didn't achieve it come Wednesday it's like don't just write off the whole week no. because you haven't achieved the goal. Like, yeah. And I think that's what us goal setters always get. Like, that's that's what I've struggled with previously. Mm. But now I'm like, you know what? Who cares? Like, I can still achieve going six days yeah. or whatever. It's like, and that's bloody good compared to the last two weeks. You know, it's like, yeah. and I went for a walk. Yeah. You know, like. And that is based on the incentive for the goal. So you have to ask yourself, why am I setting this goal? So yeah. if the goal to go six days a week is so that you know that's the only way to achieve a certain time or a strength goal or whatever Mm. and you're an Olympic athlete and you need to do that maybe beat yourself up but if your goal is purely just to punish yourself or to like try and make yourself feel good because five just simply isn't good enough well maybe the reason why you're setting that goal isn't right in the first place yeah so why are you setting the goal and then cut yourself some slack if you're be being unrealistic, yourself. always be kind. That's <laughs> my my motto: be kind to yourself. Um, thank you so much, Beck. That was fascinating, and I learned some new things. Yeah. And I'm so excited to round the goal. Yeah. Next week. Me too. Let's. I'm to it. Awesome. Um, 
enjoy being active guys do it for the right reasons and stay healthy thanks so much bye